0: I'm Danny Stover, and this is Today in TO, a podcast that takes a look at the biggest stories in the city and connects the dots on what's going on. And let me ask you this do you know all the dots who live in your neighborhood? On today's episode, you'll learn about NeighborLink North York and how they're working to engage and empower folks to care for each other in practical and sustainable ways. Also, they got food. Plus, on the topic of North York, it's home to Canada's third largest university. But before it was York U, this area belonged to the Stongs. That's all coming up on Today in T.O. Would you know the names of nine of your neighbors? I'm not gonna test you or anything, I'm just curious. And I met one of my neighbors the other day. He's older, he always looks grumpy, and he smokes a lot. And I never really thought to chat him up because his face always looks like he hates me. Anyway, this is all to say I was very wrong. I ended up meeting this man, Leo. We introduced ourselves, chatted about the neighborhood, shared a laugh, and now every time we pass each other, we give a friendly hello. How are you? And I got to say, 10 out of 10, would recommend getting to know the folks in your community. What have you got to lose? Now, a few weeks ago, someone messaged me on Instagram. They said that they listened to the pod, so that's for sure a way to get my attention. But they also told me about a cool organization called NeighborLink. And they're hosting an event this weekend called Taste of North York in connection with Street Eats Market. And you'll hear more about that in a moment. But Sebastian Biasucci is the marketing and event manager of NeighborLink, and he's the one who shot his shot to get on the pod. So before you hear what NeighborLink does, let's get one thing straight. The former township and city of North York centers around Yonge Street, it's north of Eglinton or the 401. It extends to the York region at Steeles to the north. On the west, you have Humber River, and the eastern border would be Victoria Park.
1: To me, North York, because it's sort of suburban Toronto, is really where you see a lot of of new immigrants arriving. And to me, that is where culture is so well-preserved in North York And as it has grown and changed, today you're seeing um, a very large Korean community, an Iranian community, a Chinese community. Along Bathurst, there's still a very strong Jewish community as well. Still Italians, you know, my grandparents immigrated in the 50s and settled in North York. There's still a lot of Italians as well. So really, we're seeing this big change with condos going up um, and the suburb is really growing. I think my neighborhood in Willowdale is a neighborhood of over 120,000 people. So there's a lot of us up there. And um, yeah, it's almost a city into itself.
0: What does NeighborLink do?
1: The mission of NeighborLink North York is to empower neighbors to care for each other in relational ways, practical ways, and sustainable ways so that everyone can thrive. And we do that through community building and community care. So, on the community building side, it's finding ways in the community to help neighbors connect, and most frequently that's done through community building events. And the hope there is that, okay, if neighbors know their neighbors, they can help their neighbors. And so that falls to the community care side of things, where we've got a food bank that distributes fresh produce and poultry and dairy products. That means referring neighbors in in need to other resources. We've got a program for low-income seniors, for newcomers, and for youth as well. So really finding the areas in the neighborhood, finding those who are most vulnerable and and being there to support them. So we have programs that we've created ourselves in Willowdale. So we mainly serve within the Willowdale community. Um, so between like Bathurst and Bayview, the 401 up to Steeles. And so we have seen the needs of that community and through different grants we've been able to create programming ourselves but say a, a community member, a, a single mom or a newcomer comes to us and we don't have a necessarily a program that uh, can support that need, we're well connected with some of the other charities and organizations that exist in Willowdale or in North York that then we can be there to um, walk with them on their journey to, to receive the help that they need.
0: To me, NeighborLink seems like that friend who's always so helpful and encouraging. You got a problem with your car? They know a guy. You need to borrow an outfit for a special event? They give you options. You need some extra work? They hook you up with a friend of a friend who's hiring. They got you, no matter what you need. And maybe you need a way to make friends.
1: One of the programs that we were able to start was in this, um, there's a, Toronto Senior Housing, which is a branch of Toronto Community Housing, uh, so low-income seniors, extremely isolated and didn't have a lot of programming there. So we received a grant and we started doing, we we went door to door, we met seniors and we asked them what they would want to see and so we've been doing this program for the last year and we've done bingo, we do physiotherapy, we've done dance classes, some of the seniors uh, are really great at teaching Tai Chi, we've done classes like that but we bring in young people and members of the community to participate in these events with with seniors, so it's intergenerational. And so we had two volunteers who wanted to participate and get to know the seniors, and they just so happened to, these two volunteers who didn't know each other signed up on the same day, And I had learned that both of them had recently immigrated to Canada from China within months of each other. They didn't really know anybody, and that was sort of the reason why they were volunteering at this program. And so I heard within minutes of each other them introduce themselves and their story, and I was like, well, you guys should meet. And so they connected and, we did the program, we danced, and then we all went our separate ways. And then my boss um, was saying that they were in the community, and they ran into these uh, two volunteers who didn't know each other. They were now hanging out, and uh, she went over and said hi, and they've become fast friends. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly what we do. I mean, we were helping the seniors, but we were also um, creating an opportunity for these volunteers to get something out of it themselves that I don't think they necessarily anticipated they would walk away with was a new friend.
0: It can be difficult to make new friends at the best of times and NeighborLink believes that when neighbors know each other they can help each other. Also in Willowdale there is Toronto community housing where you'll find one of the largest concentrations of single parent households.
1: We do this thing in June called Meet Your Neighbor Week. And it started during the pandemic because we couldn't do large-scale community events. So what we did is we encouraged uh, folks in the community to just invite the people on their street or on the floor of their condo and get together either on the driveway or in a local park for a little meetup. So it was very intimate. So get to know the people who just live on your street or on your floor. And it's been really nice. We've been doing it now three summers as we kind of move out of the pandemic and neighbors are connecting, you know, who have lived on the same street for decades uh, because they're hosting these little meetups. And, like, you have to be vulnerable and you have to take that little leap of faith. We have this, like, little tic-tac-toe card where it's like, okay, do you know the names of all of the <laughs> nine neighbors that live around you? And in this week, if you don't know them, can you take that leap of faith? And sometimes it's just like NeighborLink is there to give that little nudge.
0: From September 8th to the 10th at Mel Lastman Square, NeighborLink North York is hosting a community event called Take. Of North York.
1: We had this idea back in January about we have met all these incredible social service organizations, arts organizations, we know the elected officials, we know the clubs and neighborhood associations. But if I wasn't working at NeighborLink, would I know that all these resources are there? Do seniors know what, you know? is out there for them or newcomers or single parents and so we thought could we take, could we bring t- them together at an event and we thought okay we can have all the organizations there we could make this a really a celebration of North York and so that includes the community organizations that includes the food that includes the arts and culture and so Street Eats came on to help us make this all possible so that you know there are a lot of tastes of North York festivals out there, and we hope that this one takes it one step further, that we're not um just enjoying food, but we're also enjoying the culture and the community organizations. You're really getting a feel for all that North York has to offer. One thing that NeighborLink is doing at Taste of North York is is called the meet and eat. So there's this beautiful reflection pond. It's a skating rink in the winter time. And so in that area, there's going to be a bunch of tables and we're gonna have name tags that say meet and eat on them. And so hopefully people throw in a name tag at the table. There'll be a bunch of icebreaker questions and it sounds a little bit cheesy, But I think that is that little bit of a nudge that don't just sit at a table um, with your friends, but we'll have these longer tables where hopefully those conversations can spark. You can walk over to a booth and talk to the North York Senior Center or NeighborLink or the Neighborhood Group or one of these other organizations that will be present there. Meet an organization, enjoy some delicious food, and uh, connect with a new neighbor. So I hope to see lots of folks out at the meet and eat. A lot of the organizations are going to be present on the Saturday. The festival runs from the 8th to the 10th. Um, The organizations will be The organizations are all going to be there on the 9th. And on the 9th, our plan is to have these designated uh, community meal times. So at 2 p.m., at 6 p.m., and 9 p.m., our hope is we can really fill this patio. Hundreds of people can be out there sharing a meal together. But the patio will be open all weekend long. So whenever you can, come grab a bite and meet your neighbor.
0: You definitely don't have to be from North York to enjoy this event. In fact, if it's been a while since you've been to this part of the city, Check it out this weekend. I can't guarantee that you'll meet a new bestie, but I can assure you that you'll eat a delicious meal and money spent will go to help NeighborLink do what they do. For more information, check out neighborlink.org and thanks to Sebastian Viasucci for taking the time to chat. Now, speaking of North York, it's home to the country's third largest university, aptly named York. Now, this parcel of land was owned for 140 years by the Stong family. To tell you more about them, here's producer Glenn Bergonier.
2: Without hesitation, it is easy to say there are plenty of beautiful neighborhoods, structures, and other sites within North York, like the campus of York University or the neighboring Black Creek Pioneer Village. But did you know that for about just shy of 150 years, only one family lived on this massive plot of land? Just to be clear, There wasn't a university campus erected here until the late 1950s, and before that, it was only a land for the strong. And that's just a little fun little play on words since the family who actually lived on the property for at least four generations were the Stones. It all started when Daniel and Elizabeth Stone moved to North York in 1816 and cleared out over 100 acres of forest to build their homestead, property they had inherited from Elizabeth's father which is now the populated intersection of Jane and Steele's. And just to be clear on how intense this was, they personally cleared all of the land themselves before building their homestead, piggery, slaughterhouse, communal church, and grain barn just to name some of the major structures. And as it went in those times, the couple decided to have 8 children to help maintain the property. And it wasn't until about 30 years later that their oldest son, Jacob, purchased 80 acres just east of his parents' property to raise his 10, that's right, I said 10 children. He built a two-story brick house for his family, which is actually still standing right near the corner of Steeles and Keel. Sadly, much of the family did die relatively young due to many unfortunate incidents that were common at the time, but somehow managed to keep this massive piece of property, actually to be more accurate it was multiple pieces of property that were shared by the one family, for roughly three more generations. That is until Oliver Stom, the great grandson of Daniel Stom, you know, the man who started this whole thing with his wife Elizabeth sold off the property to the Toronto Regional Conservation Authority in 1958, which also led to the opening of Black Creek Pioneer Village in 1960. The east end of the property that was held by the Stans eventually became developed into the beautiful York University campus. In fact, some of the original structures still exist or at least have been modified in some manner. Such as the first homestead built by the Stons in its present location within the Black Creek Pioneer Village the home of Jacob, Daniel and Elizabeth's oldest son, as well as the Piggery and the Smokehouse, all still standing within Black Creek Pioneer Village. So just keep in mind, next time you find yourself wandering the halls or the grounds of York U or enjoying the sights around Black Creek Pioneer Village, that at one point it was acres upon acres upon acres of untouched wilderness. That two strong stones with their bare hands and just a little bit of grit cleared the land to make way for not only higher education, but just an all around beautiful campus to be around.
0: Fun fact, I went to York University for a spell and lived in the Stone College residence. And what I'll remember most is meeting a cute boy from Shulik, only to have him cheat on me with some chick from Bethune. Rude. Now, you may have noticed that this was a bit of a thinner episode today, and that's because we're working with a bit of a thinner team. You know how vacations work. This podcast is still brought to you by 640 Toronto and features audio from shows across the Chorus Entertainment Network. My name's Daddy Stover. Today in TO is produced by me, Glenn Bergonier, and David Spargala. Chris Dunner and Andrew Dernford are advisors to the show. We'll be back with a new episode next week. So maybe head to Mel Lastman Square for some grub this weekend and meet some new people and tell them that you listen to this amazing podcast called Today in TO. It's the perfect icebreaker. In the meantime, enjoy your week and we'll chat again real soon. Bye for now.